Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nakama Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz, and uh, no Sal today, again, technically. F in the chat. Can we get an F in the chat for Sal? Yeah, technically for like the third time in a row. Not not on the episodes, though, but because of uh, the live shows at Fanime, which I'm joined by one of the people that was on those live shows, uh, Houston. Yeah, hello. Uh, I'm here again at the most based anime podcast ever exists, 100%. <laughs> Still, still shilling for that for for, for that sponsorship money. Not happening. Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. We had we had a great time at Fanime. A lot of a lot of I saw some good cosplays. Yeah, a lot of stuff that I'm pretty sure since I have never played Genshin Impact, I have no clue what I'm looking at. I I had so many experiences right where like I was looking around because I went with uh, one of my friends, Adrian. There were points where we were walking around, and it was this weird experience where he'd be like, oh, that's a cool costume. What is that from? And I'd be like, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. And at a certain point, I was like, I think it's, I think everything is just Genshin Impact. And yeah, I just... my default was, if I don't know what it is, it must be Genshin. Yeah. I might play Genshin, but I can't see myself going for a gacha game because I'm so stingy that yeah. the idea of doing that just sounds awful. See, I, I played Genshin for good, maybe like six months. Actual money that I myself gave it, zero. Oh, okay. Uh, I, for a little bit, I was streaming it there. And you'd have people who were like, oh, do do a couple pulls. And it's like, I don't want to spend money on that. And then they'd be like, here's 30 bucks. Do a couple pulls. And you're like, you know, fuck it. That's your money. Why not? Oh, man. You know, and I probably should have back in the day when I did VTubing much more actively, I should have streamed it because I did start right when Genshin hit. Mm -hmm. Genshin impacted, if you will. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you like that. But. At the time, I was running with a setup that really I relied on my capture card to do a lot of things for oh, streaming. Like, yeah. My PC was good, but it wasn't good enough to both handle the game, streaming it, and the VTuber model. Yeah. Like, people don't, that's the one area in like streaming where like actually PC isn't as good and where you do want to rely on a console is because the console does all the brain work of like processing the game. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to worry about streaming and all that. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I'm eating up so much Ram. This computer can't handle all of these at once. Uh, now I guess my computer can, but I've kind of, no, I guess I haven't mi- missed the Genshin train. I, I, no, I, if I ju- jump back in stronger than ever. Yeah. Genshin. And there's all these Genshin clones I'm getting ads for. Cause you know, on, on every app, yeah. Every social media app, they're like, we know what you're about. You'll play this. Yeah, Genshin, Genshin dominated fanime of uh, 2023. Probably did in 2022. I missed that one, unfortunately. I didn't see, or rather, I, I shouldn't say I didn't see as much Genshin Impact last year. More so, I saw more cosplay that I recognized. Okay. So it was more, you know, like... Sailor Moon, more Full Metal Alchemist, more Bleach. There might have been more Sailor Moon at that time because I know Viz Media was doing something with the Sailor Moon IP. Like they had just finished, maybe they finished the redubbing of the series. Well, anyway, I mean, Fanime 2023 was me returning to the con circuit I had admittedly not been since 2019. So, whole, I I have not seen any of it. And in the case of Fanime, I hadn't been back since 2014. Yeah. So there was a big gap. So, for example, my wallet was stuffed. Yeah, anyone could have just... I, well, actually, no. If you tried to mug me, I would have rather you try to stab me. I will actually fight <laughs> you for money. Uh, but I was used to... When you're a fanime, you have to have cash. Yeah. Nobody's going to take any card. Because in 2014, that's the way it was. So, like, I had all this cash on me walking around trying to buy things. And everyone's willing to take card. And sometimes it's like, well, then I want to use the card. Shit, why did I withdraw all this freaking cash? Well, see, you, you might have not... The fact that you had cash on you, you might have run not run into a problem that I was running into frequently, which was 
how terrible their internet was. Oh, yeah. Because I would go to pay for something, and they'd be like, hold on, system's fucking up. There was a certain point where me and Adrian were, like, waiting to pay for I, – I was just going around buying pins. Yeah. Because I've got no space to add anything else, and I was, like, waiting, like, a good, like, five, ten minutes for this thing to, like, reboot – so they could charge my card because I forgot to bring Ad- cash. Admittedly, the only thing that I actually ended up using my card to buy was I saw this one booth, and I guess on Sunday they decided to do a just buy one, get one free on yeah. figurines. And that was pretty – like basically the more expensive one you paid for and the slightly cheaper one, whatever that price tag was, you got it for, for less, for free. Well, that's the benefit for Sunday and Mondays because yeah. if they can't sell their inventory, they have to ship it back, and shipping is – Yeah, so – um scored the ray ayanami with the spear of longingness like holding that i was i was so stoked when i saw that yes it was a three-digit number it was a low three-digit number but i'm not gonna judge you on three digit i have a few three-digit number figures that are um, sitting on my my granted the other one i got was very close to being a three-digit number so i'd say (laughs) i killed it on that thing um, also, you know, adding to the shrine, my master bedroom now has a lot more uh, Ray stuff. Like, there's a the little Ray Chiquita plushie, but I had that before. Yeah. That was like the classroom mascot uh, for my. Oh, by the way, I'm like a teacher for those people who don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. You've been on the show a few times before, and we've gone over that, but I suppose yeah. oh, that's not something a new listener would yeah, be. Yeah, new aware listener. Of um, I'm, I'm some social studies teacher that these guys ran into, slash yep. maybe kidnapped. We don't know the story. It's the lore. You got to watch every episode. It's, it's, it's like dropped. Yeah. That's why probably actually I decided since Fanime, but man, the only social media I can shill is my stupid meme TikTok account, actually. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, fucking, we'll throw it in the show notes. People yeah. will be able to check it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually, I'll have to look at my phone and remember how one can even <laughs> find it. But yeah, we were, uh, so we were at Fanime. We did two panels there. Yes, you helped us with both of those panels because Sal was not available F for either chat. of them. F in the uh, chat. He did not go to Fanime. The first one was our panel on modern relationships in anime. Yes. Which we we didn't do the slideshow. You made a slideshow for it. We didn't use it. We should have. We should. It, it was been, all right. Yeah, it I mean, it wasn't as. I would say that the one I made for Isekai was a better slideshow yeah. overall. But that that first one. So there was a certain point where my brain went from being like, "Okay, we're doing this," to like, "Ah, oh, I fucked up." And it was when we went in to sit down. And they the the very helpful people that work at Fanimate came up to us and they said, We gotta start letting people in. We gotta cut the line. Yeah. And I was like, You gotta cut the line you gotta cut the that's that means it's full. You cut the line because there will be no more seats in here. And immediately my brain was like, I've tricked all of these people into thinking that they have something halfway important to listen to for the next hour. Oh, no, man. Shit. When I heard that, I was like, base, let's <laughs> go. I am ready. I have this much. I have these many people to talk to. See, uh, as I said before, I have ADD, yeah. attention deficit disorder. I require attention. There's a deficit of it. I need to absorb eyeballs onto me. I love to put on a show. So 
for me, that was great news. It's like, oh, sweet, man. No, if if it weren't for you and our other wonderful uh, panel host, uh, Lynn Ederlin yeah. Peralta, writer for CBR, she's been on the show a few times as well, um, I would have floundered so bad because there were moments where it was like, I... By the way, I'm mad jealous. She had so much stuff to shill, like writing, my yeah, blog. Yeah, she had I was like, cards. Oh she had cards. Like, we're, the, we're, we're the podcast, and I couldn't even get cards made on time. I'm like... Oh man, I'm just some guy they brought here. I was yeah. just here to I was just here to entertain for my own amusement. I was like, oh, I should be shilling something. This is such a missed opportunity. I guess by next next time you guys have a panel and you need to bring uh, me. Ideally, it'll be next year. So we'll we'll yeah. we'll, we'll see about bringing you next year. <laughs> by next year, and we'll make sure our promo game is on point yeah, for like, next I year. Like, I gotta, I gotta, both I gotta of get us up. cards. I gotta get some more social medias. I gotta get a real Twitter account that I actually don't just use for shit posting. Right. She was, and she was on top of, like, she didn't, she didn't miss a beat, an opportunity to be like, check my shit out. Like, that's. Damn. It's yeah. frankly embarrassing for me to be like, oh, my name is in the program. My <laughs> podcast name is in the program. It's on the door. And I've got nothing for you guys for that. Yeah. I've got cards. I've got stickers. I've got Dang, shit. I didn't even put Nakama in the damn slides, actually. I think about it. I really <laughs> let you guys down. Well, no, I mean, it again, it's in all of the, all like, everything they had to read to find that panel. Granted, I made those slides when the kids were taking their finals. Like, I wasn't, I was kind of, like, half, like, making sure they weren't cheating with one eyeball yeah. and the other. I was sort of putting this, like, this will look funny. No, um, those slides were fucking awesome. And that first panel went really well. I had two friends in the audience who were sort of keeping tabs on what was going on. Yeah. We uh, we still haven't gotten our official count for how many people there were. Yeah. But that first panel room was packed. Yeah. And there yeah. were 60 chairs on one side and like slightly more on the other and it was packed. So it had to just math-wise had to be more than 120 people. Yeah. I don't know how many it like in total, but that's still more people than we had at either panel last year. Yeah. And then for the second one, we did uh, the uh, Isekai Renaissance. Yes. Which was Sal's total idea. And he, boy, did he let us all down. God, by not being in the there. chat. Yeah, we're really trash. This is actually the Trash Sal <laughs> episode. Can that be the title? Like, the, the gang trashes Sal. I'm um, down for that. But, um, sorry, Sal. We love you. <laughs> yeah, we do. But no, Isekai is his, like, that's his space. Yeah. Uh, I have, like, I have picked up some knowledge because of this show and yeah. we cover things that we like. And he likes Isekai. And so every time there is one, we, we cover it. But it's really more his thing. And so when it came down to, like, planning that, that panel, he was the one who knew more about what we were going to talk about. And then come day of to present it, he's not there. Yeah. You having those slides saved us completely. Yeah. That and I do, like, maybe not as much as Sal, because, like, my opinion of Isekai is Not as glowing. Yes. Yeah. It, well, it, it can be glowing, but yeah. it really, I'm very picky about that stuff. Kind of like I'm picky about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. In fact, since then, I've even had thoughts about Isekai where I'm, like, I dovetail it into my thoughts about video games yeah. and tabletop role-playing games. Dude, if we if we had a panel on shitting on tabletop games, I could have filled four hours yeah. of that. Yeah, the Isekai panel, um, thankfully, I guess I was there in the hero of the pod. Yes. Um, 
with my slides, my goofy slides, and my opinions about East. The fact that I had opinions on Isekai at all. And also that one guy with the gray hair in the front. That guy also helps, you know, carry the team. Like, thank God that guy is here. We we have some video of both. We don't have full video of both of them. Funnily enough, we don't have full video of the first panel because uh, my friend Adrian, who was one of the guys that I wanted in the audience specifically to record us, didn't come into the room with us through the entrance that he was supposed to. Uh, I had when I whenever we do these applications for panels, we let them know who is going to be there and how many people we estimate, right? And so I estimated having someone there to record video. So he he was supposed to go through with us to actually record the video. He did not. He went through the <laughs> regular entrance for people who were waiting for the panel, and it got cut off before. <laughs> F in the chat. So the first, like, I don't know, maybe, like, first, like, 15 minutes of the panel, he wasn't in it. And he literally just ran into the room while no one was looking to sit down because, like, some other people had gotten up, and when he saw other people had gotten up and left, he just ran in to take their seat. He could have just been there from the beginning, so we don't have the beginning of that one because dang, he wasn't and that's probably present. when we were at our best. Actually, we we started really doing well. I feel like more towards the middle. Okay, the I don't. So we got we got a lot of the good stuff. Um, we didn't get the actual Q and A section. Oh man, that was some of the funniest bits. That was yeah. Next time I know though, if you because, got reincarnated like, into a world that was really messed up, what would you do to fix it? Like, well, that really depends. How messed up and how much can I actually do, man? Yeah, but like, there's. It did give me the idea that next year, um, ideally, we have a panel next year. I have a feeling our numbers, as far as pulling in people for those panels, pretty good. I don't think that that would be a reason for them to say no. Yeah. So hopefully next year they give us at least one. Um, when we do that, I think we're doing camera on us. And we're doing camera on microphone that people ask questions from. So that way, you know, because if even if we'd gotten that part recorded, uh, you wouldn't be able to see who's asking questions or anything. And I'll remember to bring a thumb drive with the actual slides. That way we don't have to do this rigmarole. And ideally, by that point, I will own a laptop. Oh, yeah, I got to do that. I got to own a laptop. I got to get on that. I just have the school issue Chromebook that kind of works, and I don't use it very often. Also, I lost the charger, so it hasn't worked in a while. Where did I put that damn charger? Yeah, it's somewhere. Uh, and then and then Adrian dropped the ball again. Again, not shitting on Adrian. Yeah, we're just trashing. Actually, this is a trash people this podcast. This is clearly a trashing. No, no, no. Uh, this one was a little bit more his fault. So I kind of understand him making the mistake of like uh, going through the wrong entrance, right? Oops, yeah. So I can, I can get that part. But the second one, it was like, all right, Adrian, we're going to this one so we can record it. And he was like, dope. My phone's about to die. <laughs> So we recorded the first, I think, like 32, 36 minutes of that one, and then his phone just died. Damn. And so we don't have the end of it. So we don't have the beginning of one panel, and we don't have the end of another. <sighs> so uh, so you guys will be able to go. I'll put uh, links in the description for you guys to just be able to watch what you Sad can Sad Anya Forger on the screen while you recount this information. Uh, <laughs> 100%, dude. But yeah, no, um, maybe as far as Fanime goes, this was my least favorite year for cosplay. Only because, one, so much of it was stuff I didn't recognize. Yeah. And then, two, it didn't have as many standouts. I think the the only one that really stood out for me this year was there was a woman who was dressed as uh, Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Village. 
Yeah. And the reason why it stood out to me is because she went far enough to be on stilts. So she was based like eight and a half feet tall. You could see her wherever the fuck you were on the show floor. That's pretty cool. I saw, okay, well, I saw like two really good rays. One that yep. had the little Ray Chiquita plushie, the, the Latin America's favorite uh, plushie, uh, and my favorite, Stolen My Heart, including like just some really well done ones. I saw, God, I forget her name, uh, everyone's favorite doll from Bloodborne. Can't remember either, but I know it was really good. And it was the only yeah. one that I saw. So I took a picture and she was, that, that girl was like, I made her day because she was just like, oh my God, nobody's like, I care about Bloodborne. I love Bloodborne. Um, bad at Bloodborne, but I love it. But yeah, cosplay wise, if it wasn't it, uh, the Genshin ones looked great, and a lot of them were pretty cool looking. It's just I couldn't fully appreciate them because I had no idea what I was freaking looking at. And damn, that really makes it hard to appreciate something if you don't know what it is. I saw a panty and stocking one, but the problem is, is every time I see anything panty and stocking related, I am just filled with sadness at the fact that that has been like ten plus years since uh the one and only season and i i have long since lost faith that it will ever ever be any more yeah because for a little bit there it seemed like they were they were considering yeah i, I, I heard murmurs. there was an i heard but it's like dude that was ages ago i don't yeah. know if it's gonna come about i was hearing some murmurs and then they they, they quieted down and yeah, unfortunately they, that may be the end yeah of that may be the end stocking other things that were pretty good i think artist alley was pretty solid it's just god Damn, was the traffic congested in there. Like, it was really hard to move around. And then, if I had to complain about one other thing, it's that getting into the con is a freaking nightmare. Why was, is there one and only one line? It was worse this year than it was in previous... And you would, you would think that, like, post-COVID, you would, you would get a better understanding of how to handle... Yeah. Like, you would figure that that first post-COVID show would be worse, and then the second post-COVID show would be better. Yeah. But it was the other way around. The first post-COVID show last year was, like, it, it seems like two or three lines. Uh, it, it did take a while, but it took maybe, like, a half hour instead yeah. of being well over an hour for this year. And, and you know, I, I was like, oh, my God, I'm, sta I'm standing in the sun, and um, I'm mm -hmm. not very good at sunlight. Um, no. I'm very Irish. Um, we're not, we're not really designed for that much sun exposure. So I'm getting overheated, uh, sweaty, starting to worry that, oh man, I'm going to be the one with Constank. It's going to happen before I even get in there. It's not good. That's why like, uh, as soon as I could get into my hotel room, the first thing I did is took a shower. It's yeah. like, I got to wash this off me. Cause like I was sweaty. It was uncomfortable. Ugh. Um, but yeah, I was really annoyed by the fact that there was just one line for everybody, whether you were like pre-reg. Like by the time the line split off, you'd already been standing out there for, I guess if I had shown up at like nine in the morning, but I didn't want to do that. Yeah, actually, uh, the guy that I went with, Adrian, um, he went to go pick up his badge before I did. I went at like mm -hmm. noon. He went, I think around like nine, nine thirty. Wow. He was still in line for a good 40 minutes, he said. Yeah. I want to say that I was in line for about... 50 to an hour yeah, and i was I in line for over an hour yeah I, I heard yeah i saw the text i was like damn <laughs> yeah. um in fact after about 50 minutes i started to wonder like did he die or something because then i was like oh wait maybe the line's even longer now i mean my experience with anime is always uh the lines are always ridiculously yeah. long you know, there's a long gap in fanime experience for me. It hasn't been since 2014, I want to say, or 15. One of those years. Mm -hmm. But every time I've ever been to fanime, getting in has always been the worst. 
Uh, getting parking has always been a nightmare. That th- That's one thing where I really like SAC anime, which SAC anime summer and winter. I have to say they always handle their lines very well. It's always speedy, quick, mm-hmm. get in, you're ready to go. Um, obviously, now I live way further away from SAC anime than I used to. Um, so it is now... It's the inverse of back in the day for me where, like, going to SAC anime was the easier alternative to fanime where, like, after 2014, I was like, oh, I'm not going – I'm not putting up with the nightmare of driving that far and doing all this stuff for a con that far away because yeah. I grew up really far – like, on the other side of the 99 freeway. Yeah. SAC anime was just always the easier alternative. And on some level, I like SAC anime slightly more. It'll always be special to me. Yeah. But – now it's the one that's far away. It's the one that's a pain. And Fanime is now the one that's only like 40 minutes away from where I physically live and sleep. So, damn. <laughs> ah. Now, it... but it was great. Fanime yeah, this year the kind of con was, 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 a, was a great palate cleanser to all previous Fanimes I've ever been to because I've also never had, this is the first Fanime I've ever had where there wasn't like some horrible drama going on that I had to deal with on the side that was like ruining it. Uh- and I wasn't sharing a hotel room with that source of drama, so See, great. funnily enough for you to bring that up, that was my last experience going to SAC anime. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you I break up not... with a girlfriend at the end of SAC anime? No, but I wanted Making to. the most uncomfortable car ride ever when you didn't time it right and you really should have done it after you parked and got home, not during. Jesus. That sounds Oopsie. like a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, even afterwards, I was like, I I should have waited like just two more hours. Have you ever like started going out with somebody? This person's pretty cool. There's a couple things that annoy you about them. And then you have to, you get in a situation where you have to spend an excessive amount of time with them. And then you're like, wow, never mind. I really don't don't like you. That was my sack anime experience. And so it was just like, "Eh." yeah, eventually that does come out. Mm -hmm. But in the case of my fanime 2014 or 15, one of those years, the breakup happened. I kind of already knew this was a bad idea, but I already paid for the tickets and everything. (laughs) Like, this is a relationship that I already knew, like, I have got to get out of this. But but the thing is, is I just was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll extricate myself from this disaster eventually. First day was kind of okay, but then it just, just, just got, it just got really, really worse. Also, we basically avoided each other for the rest of the con. Uh, and then the drive home was just so uncomfortable. Oh, fucking fan of me was cool. This year, yeah. It oh, really clean, it cleansed it we, for me. It renewed my love. Of, it made me actually like the con again. It actually, like, now my memories of Fanime are just, like, actually that time I was on a panel with some cool people. Where were you, Sal? Where the hell were you? Oh, um, also, next time. where the hell was Sal? Because one thing we forgot to bring up is we also went to go have some of the best steaks I've Jesus, ever had in my life. Jesus, that steak is still in my fant. I had a dream a night ago. About that restaurant where I was eating that steak. It's still so in good. my... <sighs> little, little bit of free promo. Uh, Morton's The Steakhouse. Sponsor us, please. Worth it. So good. Yeah. That, um, that steak au poivre so good. It is rare to have a steak that excellent. That was like one of the greatest steaks I've ever had in my life. Of all 33 or 34, however old I am, years best steak objectively the best steak see i had i had had i had had my my this is the best steak i've ever had before at a place called holdren's in santa barbara mm-hmm. delicious great still think it's amazing 
for the longest time, I was like, it sucks that there's no good steak place. There's no steak place that is on par with that around here. And then we went to Holt. Uh, we went to uh, Morton's. And I was like, this is. Go to Morton's. This is what I remember. Yeah. This is what I remember as the experience of this is the best steak I've ever had. Yeah, it was it 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 was it was life changing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I need like, to go back. Yeah. Like, now. like I don't even know. I don't even give a shit I'm about family. Go I'm going back for the steak. But yeah, yeah. Now I have a feeling. Now it will probably be a thing where when I go to Fanime, I will. Yeah, go, I want. That I will damn go to Morton's. Steak. I'll, I'll I buy a suit. <laughs> I'll buy a suit just so I can show up. Be like, yes, I would like a steak. I have like a little Nagatoro pin on my like lapel. Be like, yes, I would like, I would like a steak. Go dressed really nicely. People be like, oh, is that for the panel? Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly not for the steak I'm having after (laughs) it. Like this isn't for you people. This is for the steak. You show up to the panel with steak juice. Yeah, I have the apron. I have the little thing. Like kids, I had to have steak. (laughs) Dude, that's steak and upright. I haven't stopped thinking about either one of those things. Delicious. Yeah, no. Um, God, I can't have steak now. My life is so empty without that steak. Morton's a steakhouse. Fucking five out of five. That's not an anime, but we're rating it here. Five yeah, out of five. Five out man. of five. So good. This is it an anime podcast? <laughs> yes. Shit. Oh, crap. I, no, I thought apparently, the, we're, right? we're rating steaks. <laughs> <laughs> Trashing people, talking about relationship drama from years ago that I half remember. <laughs> No, Fanime, uh, obviously, even steak notwithstanding, though the steak definitely helped. Uh, it was fun. It was a good time. Uh, I wish I had gotten a more comfortable bed to sleep in because I think that that hampered my ability to enjoy things because I was Hotel so Dianza tired the entire time. was great. That bed was so comfy. See, um, that was a place I was considering going to, but it's farther out than the one I got. Yeah, it is. And so I was like, I buy a lot of shit. I don't have to carry it far to drop it off. So I got something closer. But back back in the day, I would like my previous con experience was always at the Double Tree. Yeah, yeah, because that's what you could afford. That's what you could get. You have to get on the shuttle. They it give you the cookies. You, they give you the cookies. It, d- does the alchemy steampunk thing still happen there? I believe so. Okay, so that was one it's cool. Still, but, it's still put on by the guys who yeah. do fanime. Yeah. yeah, so you know you, you could go to the steampunk things. So that was kind of cool, but. I got the hotel room late, so that was, like, what was available. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'll treat myself. I want, like, a really good place to sleep. Because after – I just knew. Like, I wanted to be there for Sunday. At least a little bit of con, and it was kind of cool because I even met up with people who remembered me from the panel, and we hung out for a little bit. And then I was like, unfortunately, I had to leave on Sunday because my dad's birthday. Yeah. Next next year, I'll plan things a little bit better so that way I could be like, okay, I already got you a gift. I'll take you out later. Much like a lot of things, I didn't plan it super far ahead. Uh, next year, I think I'll like, okay, I want a hotel room, and maybe I'll arrive there Friday. Like, I'll just I'll leave after yeah. school. Actually, no, next year I'm going to have to actually attend graduation because I know those kids who are graduating. Ah, oh, damn it. Hey. Yeah. Take off at like 6. You'll get there by yeah. 7.38. Yeah. With plan, traffic. Yeah, plan late, check in, and just be yeah. like, hey, look. Um, Actually, uh, one of my plans for next year – so. Um, I the same day that your dad's birthday is uh-huh. Mel and nephew's birthday, mm. and so he's gonna be four next year, and so I think the plan next year is rather than me running back over here, is just I made reservations for you guys for us the family at this restaurant that's conveniently near the convention. 
convention center. Yeah, we'll Morton's do our, Steakhouse. We'll do our. We'll do his birthday there. It's on me, and then I don't have to miss any of the At Morton's for sure. <laughs> a four-year-old's birthday at the Morton Steakhouse yeah. will be fun. Here's your steak, kid. <laughs> he's like, this is the greatest steak. Just he's wearing a little. He's wearing early. a little suit and everything. Ruin it for him early, so yeah. he never has the. Uh, he never accepts a mid-state. Yeah, he can never go to Applebee's. Yeah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, next year I plan to – I, I want to plan it a little bit better just so I have, like, a hotel room for multiple nights, uh, whether it's Dionza or somewhere else. Um, the other good thing about this is that it was just me in my hotel yeah. room. Like, god damn. That was the other thing that ruined cons usually is staying with other people. In fact, nine times out of ten, the thing that ruins my con is having to share a room with another person – and me not fully getting along with that other person. Now, granted, that's fair. Granted, I don't have any beef with anybody on the con, but I don't know what you guys are like when you try to go to sleep. I am very much just like I grew up in like a not necessarily a loud household, but like there were always kids running around, so I will fall asleep in almost any environment. Okay, I have to tell the story about a sack anime incident. Yes. So, I had have this friend. They were a great person. They were really funny, and they were um, uh, really really cool. But sometimes they had a habit of being really, really flaky. And so me and my other friend, who was also incidentally this friend's ex, are showing up. We're going to share this this SAC Anime Hotel room because it's convenient, and we all want to go to the con, and it's literally right attached to the convention center. Right. We get there, and um, they're in there with this girl who we've never met, don't know anything about her. And then this friend, I'm going to call this friend Alexi. Alexi leaves, just bolts out to the con, leaving this girl we don't know with us. And then she starts tagging along. Now, my friend Becky kind of gets along with her. They both love Yowie. They're mm-hmm. both talking about their favorite boy, which, yeah, got it. I'm... Like, okay, cool, you know, you're somewhat funny, you're willing to tag along for the things that I want to do, me and me and Becky are we're hunting for, for various things. I was there mainly for the Sailor Moon <clears throat> panel. This was when the Viz Media dub Sailor Moon was just yeah. starting, and I wanted to go to the panel and get autographs from those people, which I still have, especially Amanda Miller, who did Sailor Jupiter, and Linda Ballantyne. Linda Ballantyne was also there, so OG. Uh, well, not Terry, but, you know, OG enough. And I love Linda Ballantyne's voice, so I was like, yes. Everything's going great, and then at some point, we're going to start splitting off. You know, it's getting late, and she's like, oh, I'm going to go sleep in my car. And we were like, wait, what? Because we were under the belief, we were under the belief that this girl was already invited into the room, and we were like, what? And we didn't clearly know what was going on. So we're like, well, why don't you just, we we were kind of like, wait, we thought you were just going to sleep. Also, this girl's stuff was already in the hotel room anyway. Like, they're... She had left her stuff there. So we thought naturally, oh, she was just a guest of some kind of our of Alexi, and he just hadn't been there all day. So I think it was either me, I think it was Becky actually, who basically invited her, basically. Like, yeah, yeah you should just sleep in the room. We're not gonna make you sleep in the car. You've been our butt this whole time. Um, that was a mistake. And I only found that out. First of all, I found out afterwards when I like broke off to go do something. Like I was gonna go um, see this like co- this one panel, and they didn't want to go to this panel. And then my friend 
I, I texted him like, hey, so what's the deal with this uh, uh, this girl? What, what's up? And Alexei's like, oh, yeah, don't invite her into the room. I was like, this is information I needed way earlier. <laughs> Why? What's going on? He's like, oh, it was just a like a, like a hit it and quit it thing. I didn't want to be around her anymore. Okay, Alexei, that's great. Why wasn't I informed earlier? Why did you abandon me with this person and bolt so quickly? Why wasn't I sent? Because I literally wasn't given a text message until yeah. hours later. So I've been around this girl for like six hours. And then Alexi decides to finally go, oh, you need to meet up with me. Uh, let's hang out and everything. I'm like, yeah, that's what I came to the con for. Uh, that was the bit. That was the big show. This was my first. Actually, this con was the first con post that breakup that yeah. I just mentioned. So I was like, oh, sweet. Um. Well, anyway, the disaster happened. I, like, said, look, dude, it's too late. Like, she's going to be in the room. Like, you d you needed to give me this information ahead of time because then I could have, like, intervened and stopped things from happening, but you didn't tell me. He's like, oh, fuck. Well, okay, I'll, I'll just put up with it. Everything seems cool. We come in, settle in. It's finally late. It's dark. It's tired. We've been walking all, all this time, doing all the con stuff. Settle in to go to sleep. And then I hear noises. Noises <laughs> like... Um, I have never heard, okay, there is snoring, and then there's whatever the hell this person produced from their esophagus. Th this was noise and snoring beyond anything I'd ever heard a human being ever produce. It was I I deafening. You could not, like, even earplugs, those little foam things, yeah. could not overpower this. Nothing could turn it off. I went into the bathroom with my blanket and a pillow to sleep in the <laughs> bathtub. And it was no it did nothing. It Damn. did nothing. You could hear it. It was overpowering. Finally, she wakes up and gives a bit of information. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a bit of a snoring problem. I'm like, a bit of a snoring problem, you say? <laughs> That's more than a bit of a snoring problem. That's like... Uh, a world that's like saying, oh, World War II was a little bit of a war. Like, no, that was a big <laughs> deal, actually. Uh, uh, at one point, I'm starting to get so tired that I do manage to start falling asleep as the sun is coming up. Just like your body just gives mm -hmm. up. We feel bad for her. Like, we want to kick her out. But at the same time, we know she's going to be sleeping in a car. But uh, so we feel now we feel bad. We've invited her. Day two. Alexi finally sleeps in the hotel room, you know, and at one point he just wakes up and runs out screaming in his underwear. So I went out to go find Tishy, who's, like, crouched in a corner, like, I can't handle this noise. You're the reason this thing is here! What the hell, man? Anyway, to wrap up this tale of horror, it was a great con otherwise, except for that part where I didn't sleep for about 48 hours. Finally, we had to go to a friend in Sacramento's house and say, I will sleep on your floor. I need enough sleep to drive us back to the hometown safely, because at this point, I cannot safely drive mm -hmm. my truck back home like that's too far of a drive and by the time once you're in a car you know highway hypnosis i will fall asleep at the wheel i've been awake too much so finally i got some sleep you know i'm still kind of friends with that person and they finally went and did the sleep apnea study and everything but i'm like jesus so the lesson of this story is if you have a snoring problem and people are about to invite you into a hotel room you should really mention that so <laughs> That was that was my first that was my first time at Sack Anime. I love Sack Anime otherwise, but that was not the best Sack Anime. That part of it sucked. The Sailor Moon panel was great though. So that's my that's my con that was that, that was my Sack Anime. So I guess yeah, my Sack Anime experiences aren't that great either. Now that I think about it. Um, 
I think I think my the thing I positively remember about my SAC anime experience that has nothing to do with the convention was that there was like a really dope fuss spot like just like right around the corner. And oh so yeah, there there near SAC anime eat. there's this place called Bento Box that was pretty good. Um actually my other good my other really good SAC anime experience was just it was more of a day trip. Yeah. Um cuz by then actually the friend Becky ended up living in very close to the con, so we could just stay her and I and my girlfriend at the time decided to go. But, uh, yeah, stack anime. Probably not going to go back to that one unless I have, like, a ton of money. Yeah, see, I don't see... And it's it's nothing to do with the... the my experience with sack anime has been good. Um, but just the distance, I don't see us going to sack anime anytime soon. Yeah. Unless we're invited there for coverage or something or... Yeah, you know, some sort of we're working, you know, reason yeah. because would, it's like I would four rather and a half go hours like, away. Yeah, it's very it's a long ways away, and Sacramento is such. I mean, San Jose is not the best town to navigate. Yeah, but Sacramento because everything is a one way street. If you miss one turn, kind of a nightmare. You are so screwed. You're gonna have to make this spiral loop around the whole thing just to figure out where the hell you're trying to go. That being said, one of my favorite breakfast spots uh, that I've ever been to in the country is a place called, uh, I think it's called Bacon and Butter there, and it's so fucking good. As you can see, all of my favorite con memories always have something to do with food. Yeah, food. Food is <laughs> food's the real highlight. Every, everything else is great, too. Food Don't is carrying right. all of my experiences. Yeah. Well, that's all good. Yeah. It is a good con. I would rate it a yep. uh, solid 4 out of 5. 4.5 out of 5 experience. If the line wasn't so bad, it would have been a 5, but you know. Yeah. Uh, if it weren't for Morton's, I would give it a 3 out of 5, but because we went to Morton's, it's a 4 out of 5. Yeah. I'm only doing the 4.5 because it's like finally a con where I can like yeah. fully enjoy it and I don't have like a, a significant other that I'm like tagging around who either... Like in the case of Sack Anime, the only downside was the, the, the girls with was not a huge yeah. anime person, so I was kind of like, yeah. It's the reason why I don't bring my wife to those yeah. things because she's not, she'll she'll read some manga, she'll watch some anime, but the she's girl not just like insisted on doing things together, it. and I was kind of like, well, you know, yeah, I understand. Um, there's man. a certain level of into it you have to be in order yeah. to congregate around literally thousands of other people, some of whom don't smell that good, and a lot of whom are yeah. in giant costumes. Yeah. So they, they smell it's not pretty, a casual some, thing some to do. Some people did not smell good. No. Yeah. It was like, damn, damn. This is sometimes in the classroom that happens too, where I'm like, oh, you don't, you need that old spice. But no, con experience is so fucking cool. Big fan. It's always Looking good memories. Next yeah, next year I'll be great. Next year I'll be more prepared. Yeah, next year. Next, next year, year I'll order all my cards in like April. Next year, March uh, my plan is to get the ticket and the hotel room in freaking December. Oh, see, I had a good enough time this Fanime. They already started doing pre-reg for next year, and I already got it. I already oh, have it's already my ticket on? for next year. Yep. Okay, well, I'll look into that then. Because, uh, I mean, the reason I didn't do it this year is, like, th this year at – Everything was so like up, up in the up in the air and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, oh, I might have to move. I might have this coming on. I'm trying to like still, you know, house hunting is about to start. But now I'm much more secure in everything. Everything's yeah. sort of locked down now. So you know, a lot of things that I was like worried about in December, 
Back in the day, that was December was when the pre-reg. So I, mm-hmm. everything about Fanime that I know. Now, this is the earliest that I think I've ever seen them do pre-reg. Fan, th- this is a full year in, ahead of time. This is the first. Everything, as I said m- multiple times, all of my knowledge of Fanime and all of my expectations go to 2014. So, like, I am really out of date. Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea that you could register a year ahead of time, I'm like, holy damn. So yeah. I'll have to look into that. How much did it cost? That's the thing. Is it also went up? Because oh. I think I paid like eighty bucks Shoot. for the the three four days. Damn, that's that's. No, granted, that does come out to twenty bucks a day, which is not bad. But compared to, I think for this year, it was like the early pre-registration. I think I paid like sixty-five, so it went up at like fifteen yeah. bucks. And also, God, I wish they would uh, ease off on the mask thing. Those things are so unpleasant to wear. It just gets hot. And then I'm just like breathing the same hot and air. You and I both have my... glasses, and that is not pleasant because no. you can't see. They don't stay on easily. There's just no can. And it, like, please just dial down on the mask thing. Like, come on, man. It's yeah. You gotta let it go. It's the pandemic's gone. It's gone. Let's go. Let's just let's move on with our lives, please. We all got our shots and whatever. We should be fine, right? And then also I had, I had two other friends that were there and you would think mask regulations, everything would be better. Nope. Both of them. I was the only one that didn't go home with con crud. Yeah. I was the only one who didn't like call out the next day being like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I actually felt, I, I guess that's one good thing about the mask. I yeah. didn't come, I didn't, I didn't come get home. This year. I didn't yeah. get any. I like... didn't get it this year and I didn't get it last year. But, but before that, the solid 50-50 shot that I was going to come home and be like, you need a couple days to recover. I, I kind of expected it, and then it didn't happen. So I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of good. But yeah, the, the actual experience was ruined by the fucking freaking mask. The only thing, too, that, that I did go home with was like being at the con just ruined my voice. Yeah. You can actually hear it towards the end of the video for the second panel. You can hear my voice start to like... That's the that's the sole advantage of uh, teacher life is I'm so used to just constantly having to talk that mm-hmm. like my voice my vocal cords have gotten strong at that yeah. stuff like I can go like okay I guess I have to talk for seven straight hours got it I need to be doing more of that because like yeah. even even at work uh, I don't don't talk to anybody <laughs> I'm doing my job yeah. and occasionally you know I'll have like one or two people come and they'll they'll talk to me for like five minutes and yeah. then they go do whatever they're doing and it's like cool you know I like those people but I'm also not I'm speaking so infrequently that we we went to go do, do those two panels. And by the second one, I was just like, my voice was already tapping out. Yeah. Good experience, though. Good experience. Yeah. All right. Do we want to talk about the anime? Why not? Yeah. We uh, So Sal gave us animes to watch. He's not here to read yeah. them. Yeah, F in the <laughs> chat again. Sal, where are you? Fucking up. Uh, so we're going to go over two today. Uh the first one being uh, my one-hit kill sister, which is a, an isekai. Uh, this this goes back to one of our panels that our, our second panel that we were talking about at Vanime, because I have a feeling both of us are just gonna regurgitate some of what we said on that panel. And I'm expanding on that. Yeah, but um, that is about a kid who is reincarnated into a video game world again. Uh, that's uh, fantasy world again. Um, except this time, he's not the one who gets the really cool, crazy powers. Instead, it's his hot sister he wants to bang, which is a really gross sentence to say, but also also accurate. Yeah. Um, 
So this isekai uh, has everything that I kind of complained about in the panel. The fact that isekais are really getting very video gamey. They're getting very medieval Europe-y, which is kind of cool, but like not all like like what makes Tolkien so interesting is that it's such a well-built, yeah. interesting world. Uh, even if you know, it's just that everything that tries to copy Tolkien, they just copy Tolkien and not what Tolkien did. So that's why yeah, they, a lot they of... like copy like the Tolkien aesthetic. Yeah, but there's there's no real. Whereas you know... like like what Tolkien did when he did his world building. Well, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So it has all that stuff that I kind of am starting to get like tired of. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, the incest plot ain't really doing it for I don't know. Whoever likes that tag on the doujinshi list is I don't know that person. Don't want to know that person. I'm it's not like a, not even easy to ignore. In this no, show you cannot. Either. You can't just be like, I'm going to... Like, they end up falling on top of each other. There's some skeletons around. And yeah, she's like, oh, there's... are we going to do that? Like, oh, my. I stopped. I was like, you know what? I don't need to watch this anymore. It was one that I was watching at, like, one in the morning by myself. That's Which I best. so rarely do. Probably don't want other people to see. But it. I was watching. And I was like, I'm glad this is the one I picked right now because this is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, this is... <laughs> I mean, I've uh, there are probably people yeah who are gonna really love it yeah um hopefully because they really love RPG games and not the other thing um if they like the other thing well I hope you live in Alabama um it's interesting but it it falls into the like the problem that I have with a lot of isekais now is that what really draws me in to anime in general, and this has always been since, since I started watching anime, is world building. Mm-hmm. I love world building. I love interesting places that I want to know more about. Like, that's why when I first saw Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, way back in the 90s, I was like, wow, this is really freaking interesting. What, like, there was so much to dive into in just such a simple story. There were countries, there was this toxic jungle, there's all this stuff. I wanted to know more. That's what got me into Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop, same thing. Like, there's a lot of lore here. It's set in a sci-fi. How did all these- Space Mexico for some reason? I love Space Mexico, I wanna go. Let's do it. Um, It was, it wasn't, the problem is the world just didn't captivate me. I was like, I don't care about this place. I don't care about a lot of these characters. I'm sure uh, some people are going to be like, no, I really love it. It's it's great in all these other ways. And there are, uh, I even looked up, there are other people who do love it and yeah. suggest that it's very interesting and fresh. I personally didn't see it that way. Um, You know, it's kind of like with games, game mechanics. Um, I'm a DM of tabletop role-playing games. I, I, I run a lot of tabletop role-playing games. I have had to tell my players, because we decided to try out Paizo Starfinder, See, I have not tried I'm that about yet. to tell you why I don't like Starfinder. It has the problem that all Paizo products have. You might as well call it Mathfinder. Oh. Um, it's so much, it's so complicated, and there's so many rules. Now, I have this one player who really is like, well, I like complexity and, like, just lots of stuff and things I can do. And it's like, yeah, but on the back end for the GM, that's so much work. It's the reason why I love playing Call of Cthulhu, and I hate running call yeah <laughs> um i tend to play these are the two systems that i 
always go to. And they're made by the same person named Steven Grodd. I'll shill for him. Low Fantasy Gaming and then Low Life 2090 for the sort of sci-fi cyberpunk. The reason why is the rules are very simple. It's not overly complicated. It's very OSR-like where, like, like, for example, the best mechanic that I love about it is that you have to just roll under a stat that you have to to pass a skill check. There's no DC or anything. Yeah. So, like, if you have a 12 strength and you're trying to push a rock under, roll under a 12, you push the rock under. It's always – it just you're strong. You can always do strong people stuff. Good for you. I wonder if you would like kids on bikes. Yeah. I've I've read some of that one, too. Okay. Um, I had to tell the players because we've been running Starfinder because it is a sci-fi game yeah. we're trying to run. And I just said, look, guys, I know some of them, thankfully, were like, actually, I'm kind of hit or miss on the Starfinder. There's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. There's like levels to weapons. There's different tiers to weapons on top of the levels. Uh, there's just so much stuff and bloat. It's kind of like the problem 3.5 E edition of D&D had where there was just so much crap due to all the splat books. That it got in the way of what I really like to do, which is world building. Yeah. I like to world build. I like to create my lore. I don't want to spend a lot of time thinking about crunch and mechanics ever. I I would actually be very interested in playing something with you because it sounds like you and I are pretty similar as far as the way we run things. I spent so long creating like – so the last seven or eight – games of D&D that I've run. Mm-hmm. And I normally stick with D&D for a lot of my friends because it's just, it's... Yeah, f- most 5e... Most people have a, an understanding of 5e even if they've never picked it up. It, it's everywhere. Yeah. And like, me, I have mm-hmm. to play online because it's the only place I can find enough players that can consistently arrive on time. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, 5e, it's a staple. I don't personally like 5e so much because there's no. a lot of magic. I actually prefer 3rd th- uh, edition. More. Yeah. Uh, I, what I love about low fantasy gaming and low life 2090 is that magic is really, really toned down yeah. and you can operate an entire party without a single magic user. And in fact, that's almost like safer for the party. Like magic does give you a lot of advantages if you can, if you risk it, the best mechanic in both systems is there's a stat called luck mm-hmm. and you use that for a lot of things like, um, doing cool things. Like I want to like do a d- double that's roundhouse like- kick. So that would like temper like the rule of cool. Yeah, it, where it's, you're just like, mm, we'll let you do that because it sounds dope. But every time you use that luck, your luck score goes down, and you use your luck for saves for almost everything important. Oh, so it's damn. a diminishing resource that you need to rest up and you need to do downtime to recover your luck. And with magic, every time you do a spell, there's this thing called dark and dangerous magic check against your luck score. And every time you succeed, your luck score goes down. Your chances go up of failing and causing. I don't know, tentacles to grow out of your eyeballs or a demon summons near you that the party has to fight. So there's a lot of good things about the yeah. system. Um, also, I just love it, and it's easy. It's easy for me. Steven Grodd, you did a great work. Go play Low Fantasy Gaming or Low Life 2090. It's great. Um, shilling, I'll throw them in the description. Shilling. Um, I had to tell the players, and in fact, today, after this, the next thing I'm going to do is be on Discord talking to them about, okay, so we're going to play this through 2090. Because it's close enough to sci-fi, and it's basically the world. It's basically the rules that I want, and we can just paper over anything that's not quite sci-fi. Like yeah. it's more for cyberpunk, but cyberpunk and sci-fi are basically the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. I'm more like I like Dune a lot. Let's yeah. sort of inspire and that. Usually, the dividing the division between cyberpunk and like regular sci-fi spaceships is well spaceships, and then also like the 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 sort of plot-driven 
aspect where like you're if if your sci-fi is also incredibly anti-corporate probably going to be cyberpunk yeah whereas like i'm much more i love dune yeah sci-fi i've always loved dune and then warhammer 40k to an extent uh, not as grimdark. I, I'm so interested in, and I haven't gotten into because it sounds like it costs a lot. It of does. Money. I haven't made a new army in like ages because I don't want to spend that kind of money. And I just bought uh, a three-digit uh, Ray Ayanami figurine, so I'm not <laughs> gonna get that that Thousand Suns army anytime soon. Okay, back on topic. Right. World building. I like to world build. I like interesting worlds. And the problem that I have with this anime is that the world just didn't captivate me. And then it has this whole incest plot thing going on, which doesn't work for me. No. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. Fan service? Great. I, I'm all for it. Let's go. Um, I have had a few episodes where I I rally in favor of fan service yeah. and things. You know, um, you know. I, I, it's like that one guy that asked that question, like, oh, this thing di- that didn't have fan service. I'm like, you know what? Actually, I think fan service is great sometimes. Yeah. You know, sometimes it carries a show. Yeah. You got to have your beach episode. I'm sorry. But this this just wasn't it, man. Uh, I, I, I got through, but then I stopped. And I was just like, you know what? I'm probably not going to finish this because it's just not that enticing. I don't care about the world so much because I know it's a video game. Uh, and it's a video game that I'm not terribly excited for. Like, I love Tears of the Kingdom. I'm playing that like crazy right now, but I'm not making a lot of progress in the game because I'm spending a lot of time just looking at stuff that's changed since Breath of the Wild and just being interested in what's going on. So yeah, I'm going to say that was a two out of five anime. I am not a fan of it. Yeah. For me, it's animated well. It just, it feels like a retread of everything that we've seen. There's not a whole lot that I feel like. So, so, and, and it is kind of my problem with this plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing is about, you know, my one hit kill sister. She's so fucking strong. She is. Um, this is not, this is for an action anime, not very interesting to look at any, fighting or yeah, anything. Yeah, fighting isn't, isn't... Because it is really just him running away for a while until she solves the problem. Yeah. And she solves the problem in an instant, so it's not that interesting to see. So really, unless you're like, I want to... I want I, the brother-sister uh, romance Or plot. like, I want a, a show that's got some big boobies in it. I'm like, okay, there you go, because the villain lady had big boobies. Sure, why not? Yeah, but and there's lots of other. You could you could just you could just pop in high school DxD if that's what you're yeah, after. Yeah, or High School of the Dead. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know that there's anything in here that I particularly like. I'd probably agree with you on a two out of five. Yeah, and two is me being generous. I'm kind of yeah. like, well, you know, I did watch it for a while. Like, I didn't immediately turn it off after ten minutes. That's usually my like. That's a one out of five or zero. Yeah. Um, granted, I watched it mainly because I was like, well, I gotta have something to talk about on this episode. Um, yeah, not not a not gonna get into that one. Maybe if they if I find out that there's more to it later on, I'll I'll review this. But so far, I'm not not digging it. So far, it. not digging it either. Though if you love incest, I guess it's your anime. <laughs> uh, our our God other dang show, oh, I love that one. Our other show that we're gonna be covering uh, is completely different in tone. Uh, it's a show called Oshinoko, which I I wish I knew nothing about this going into it because I I I knew quite a bit about it going into it. I knew nothing, so I feel like some some things maybe didn't hit me as hard as they should have. So. 
even just giving you a brief summary of the like the synopsis of the show is going to feel a little bit like a roller coaster. Yeah. So I guess we just start. There is an idol, 16-year-old idol by the name of I, who is pregnant. Pregnant. Yes. Our main character is, is her doctor, who turns out to also be a really big fan of her. Yes. Um, because he once had a young cancer patient that he was taking care of who was also really into idols and wanted to be one. Unfortunately, she couldn't be one because she passed. But now he is tasked with helping deliver the babies of this idol that he's become a fan of because of this little girl until he is out of nowhere murdered by a stalker of the idol in yeah. in this weird little mountain town that they have this this uh, hospital in. And both him and the little cancer girl are reincarnated as I's twin... Aquamarine and Ruby, yeah. Babies, Aquamarine and Ruby. Uh, she continues. She decides to continue to still being an. Uh, this is all still episode one, by the yeah. way. Yeah, it's uh, a long one, one too. It's it's a, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a beast. That's as far as I went as that first one because I had to sit there and process. Yeah, this. there were a couple times where I just paused it and I was like, okay. Like I I need to write this down and take notes. I'm I'm having trouble following the twists and turns. So she she continues to be an idol. Uh, her business, her the the place she's signed up with isn't doing so hot. But they finally got her to be like a guest on like uh, on the show, and also the babies can talk because they're reincarnated versions of adults. And then she her popularity slowly. Which I'm not grows. sure if this is kind of like a Stewie Griffin thing where no one else can understand it. No, or, yeah, they can because yeah. even when he's a baby. So so the president of at the first company that's she what I thought. With, at first I thought is this like a Stewie yeah. Griffin thing? Do they know? And then I'm like, okay, so they do know what's being. Yeah, because okay. the two babies talk to an adult woman. To pressure her into believing that they're that they're receiving some sort of divine information yeah. to protect the kids. It's so fucking weird. But she okay, so eyes finally growing in popularity. She's gonna be playing uh this is years later. She's been in, in some movies. They've met this director dude who's chill as fuck. She's about to to perform at a dome, a dome concerts, the big leagues, and then she gets a knock at the door, and the same fan that murdered the doctor years ago is now at her door uh, and just sinks a knife into her and starts screaming about the fact that she's a liar and she hid these two children from the world. And uh, and then she dies. Yeah. Yeah. So There's a lot to unpack here. So this show does a really it does it really well, but it does a very roller coastery thing of like being a very sweet, nice to look at show. Yeah, it's and almost then it's, just driving the car into a brick wall. <laughs> it's a beautiful car crash. Yes, it's it is legitimately animated well. Yeah, um, it's amazing how it's drawn. The plot is super interesting, but I will warn. There's a lot of twists and turns. You're driving on a windy road. Yeah. It's very easy to get lost. Um, you know, it's like Sacramento traffic. You could miss a turn. Things are going nuts. Uh, the cars are coming at you from every direction. You know what's going on? A lot of themes, stuff that is a problem in, well, everywhere, but I guess Japan would be early adopters of these problems of like parasocial relationships. Yeah. 
That was one thing that fandom I... obsession, which were a fandom podcast, yeah. I guess. So we probably be just like, actually, fandom obsession is great, and we endorse. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no we no, don't. No. Uh, don't be. I used to work for a bunch of Twitch streamers. You know, parasocial relationships in real life are a nightmare to deal with. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Uh, the way that this anime handles a lot of those themes shouldn't work because they very much tell you what the theme is. Yeah. It, Every opportunity they have, they just sort of say it out loud. But it works. Yeah. It 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 was it was pretty on the nose. Yeah. Kinda like okay, remember when we were in that um romance panel and somebody yeah. asked the question about the Japanese government trying to promote like fertility propaganda Campaigns, or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't believe I didn't mention it. Darling in the Franks. Yeah, that one is, was so obviously. It's like everything's yeah. about fucking. The robots is just yeah. It's you're all about like, hey kids, get it on, start yeah, going. The way they have to sit to yeah, pilot I was like, the robot really is, now like, that's like doggy style. They're like okay, no, no, like missionary, yeah, no. no, like like cowgirl. Like you can't write it that way. Um, Which might have actually been the thing that made the most sense for piloting a robot. Yeah. I don't know that's why. the closest thing to sitting down like a normal person. Yeah, like can't just well, well, okay. Anyway, we're we're yeah. we're getting off. Tan- the the point being, like, it was pretty on the nose what this was, but it worked a lot. Whereas, yeah. like, okay, Darling the Franks, it worked because like the characters were kind of cool looking, and I love me- yeah. mechs, and I I I love mech animes, and mechs are actually like if you had a mech panel, I could talk for a million years. God, I love Gundams. Dude, In fact, I have I had one of those uh, I have one of those model kits I that I built of Strelitzia. The robot oh, from Darling yes. and Funks. Uh, such a nightmare to make stand up. Yeah. The joints on it are so loose. That being said, worth cool it. as fuck. Yeah, worth w- it. In fact, going back to like the half the reason like I picked the Starfinder for, for a, is just because it had rules for mechs already. That's awesome. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to do that. But mm-hmm. I'd rather be the player in that. I don't know if I yeah. actually want to like. It's been so long since I've been the player in any Being game. a player is impossible. I've, yeah. I've now given up on ever being a player. Finding a campaign that go that you can get into that goes for more than a session is impossible. It's I've actually been looking at a lot of those short run games that are specifically like they're lighter rules. Your your actual campaign is like a page long because I know like okay this page realistically it's still gonna take us like four hours. Yeah. But by the end of the four hours we're done and I don't have to worry about can these guys get together next yeah. Sunday like we're just done. Yeah. I'd love to be a player but it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. But anyway, okay. Yeah. On on topic, it is very on the nose, but. It's stuff that is, like, relevant yeah. that I'm kind of, like... I, I guess it, it managed to do it all without being, like, super aggressively preachy. Like, mm-hmm. all of the stuff... Like, I don't think there's anybody out there who's going to come out here and say, parasocial relationships are actually based and awesome. Like, I, I don't want to meet that guy if that guy no. exists. He's probably the one who killed I. But it was it was really good. It's interesting. The topics and themes are very interesting. Obviously, it, it's it's not one of those ones that I'm in it for the world building. I'm actually in it for like more of the story. Obviously, Isekai, that's where I want world building. Same thing with mechs. Like I yeah. want the world building. Uh, that's why I love fantasy so much. Is just what's going on in this interesting world. Story wise, I'll probably continue it. Actually, it's one I would definitely recommend. It's very interesting. It's uh, if anything, it's got a certain element. Like, did you ever watch Paranoia Complex? That okay, Par- Paranoia Complex is the one. I mean, the main <clears throat> thing that'll maybe jog your memory is there's a guy going around killing people with a bat on roller skates. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, and then there's the episode Paranoid where it's Paranoia Agent. Up- Paranoia Agent, sorry. Yes, yes. I don't know why I said Complex. Love that one. Yeah. Love that one. Uh, probably watched it like five times through. 
Uh, it had a certain flavor like that, which is probably why I really like this yeah, one. Is it was just there was a lot of cool stuff going on that I wanted to know about. Now, obviously, it could fall apart, like Darling in the Franks at the yeah. end, where like, oh, this is really cool. Like every little and bit. And then literally the last episode of yeah. Darling in the Franks was uh, so... it's like, oh, Studio Trigger, you're really phoning in now. Aliens again? Really now? Are they made of thread too? Let's. What are we doing here? Just like let's just copy the Kill a Kill ending. They love that crap. Um, like. All the parts of this anime are really good, and so far everything is great, and I'm loving it. Uh, yeah. Frank's had so much cool stuff going on that I really actually love the world. I'm actually still hoping they do more of it, because if they were it. like Darling in the Franks Part 2. Or I'd Darling in like, the Franks I'm Brotherhood. In, we'll go with that. Yeah, like, we'll it's do like, that. Yeah. Brotherhood. Uh, the, the CEO of Studio Trigger, they have a gun to his head. It's like, don't you do that shit again <laughs> if you do that shit again we'll kill the government of japan's like don't fuck it up this time just end on pregnant women that's all you have to do that's it's all. all we want you to do and if you don't do it that's why this gun is aimed at your head yeah but no this oceanoko is such a trip i'm digging it so far first episode again hour and a half long yeah that's the only downside is like this is the time it's investment. a movie yeah, like the first episode, the pilot is a fucking movie, and it's good though. It's, it's good, amazing. There was a certain point where uh, I was watching it, and my wife walks into the room, and she's like, "Cause did you did you watch the dub or the sub?" I watched the sub. I should have watched the dub, and See, I only found out there was a dub. At okay, I was kids building out a there. Gundam while I was watching it. Yeah, so like, I needed the dub. Like I I usually need the dub because I like to multitask. Like I'm. For, speaking of tabletop role-playing games, I'm making a map of a campaign setting region. I did and that, yeah. I, I have GIMP open. I have my Wacom tablet. I'm drawing things. I'm putting in labels. I've got my list of names of things. All of this is real, by the way. I'm not even exaggerating anything that but I'm no, talking about. No, I do similar stuff. Back to what I was saying about the, the, the thing about dubs. So I was watching it dubbed because I was also building a Gundam, mostly because I got a big-ass Gundam mm -hmm. uh, when we were at Fanime. And then I realized all the instructions are in Japanese. Shit. And my, uh, I took Japanese for six years, but my understanding of written Japanese is so poor yeah. that I need all my focus on it. So I'm watching Oshinoko on the screen. It's got the dub going. My wife comes in and she goes, the dubbing in this is bad. And then I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, these babies sound like adults. Why would they do that? And then I was like, that makes perfect sense for the show. And she was like, why? And then I started getting into explaining that they're reincarnated people she that stares at you like you're a lunatic. Yeah. And she's like, what are you watching? This is a show. And she's like, how long have you been watching this for? And it's, you know, do the thingy. And the episode's already almost over. And she's like, these episodes are this long. And I was like, this is just the first episode. The first episode's an hour and a half. But it got me thinking about like the intentional decision they made to not give the reincarnated babies baby voices. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that works. Yeah. That, was, that was a good decision to make. Yeah, thank God. Because that, that, that would have been really annoying if they had yeah. done it. It would have actually hurt the show for me. It would have. The thing is, it also would have made me think like, oh, these are babies. But because they decided to keep like, they're definitely still softer voices than their regular voices yeah. we heard. But they're not baby voices. I didn't register to me that that was a thing that they were doing. And then once it did, it was like, okay, I like that because it reminds me that they are still the people from beforehand that died. Pretty cool. I'm going to be honest. The part where she was like dying, she got stabbed and she's mm -hmm. just telling everybody everything on her mind that she wasn't able to get out. I was like, shit. Yeah. 
that one hit. That that was dark. I was like, Fuck. yeah, because the dude stabs her because he's like, you're a liar, and then she starts just telling and, him and about look, what she's idol going worship through. culture over there. It's it's intense. It's way more than here. Way I mean, this more. happens with some VTubers like um, Rushia from Hollow Live. Mm-hmm. She got driven out of Hollow Live because it turns out she has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she made a big th- like duh, like she did on Twitter, like yeah, duh, I have a boyfriend. Uh, most of us do. I mean, like, why are you all getting mad? But like, now granted, she switched over. <clears throat> She's in V Shoujo now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know V Shoujo uh, is controversial sometimes. People don't. Some but I mean, that's also their thing. Anyway, that's you know, the idol culture, idol worship culture over there is way. It's it's something beyond anything that happens over here. Cause like the expectations of like purity and all that other stuff, yeah. like like, I mean, okay, it's true over here that there are a lot of streamers who, if they have a boyfriend or husband, they hide that because it's just they're selling it, a fantasy. Yeah, it it interrupts um, the cash flow. There is that element to it, but it's it's less so in the English speaking world. So to some extent, mm-hmm. that part of it might be harder. Like if you're not like familiar with idol culture, I could see why this anime might not work for you because you might be like, "Wow, that's an insane level of fan worship." Yeah. Uh, as as nutty as fandom can get over here, uh, over there it's something like it's it's enough of a social issue that an anime has been now made about. I mean, I, sure there are others about it, but like. Yeah. Otaku's here are a thing. They're definitely otaku type people and neats and you know weeboos and everything. The closest thing that I can even make as like an approximation for what's going on here is just what happened to Selena Quintanilla like in the nineties. Yeah, because it was a similar thing where it was like, okay, there's this crazy lady who's a fan who's like, oh, I'm or have you? I'm gonna kill you. Or the guy who shot at president reagan because he thought some actress would like love him or something and it was take that level of like just into it and then times it by like have hundreds of thousands of those people running around and then also weirdly make it like normal (laughs) yeah it's like Like, normal it's like yeah it's a normal thing to happen like that's such an odd yeah like alien thing on some level, you know, I think maybe now, like, J- Japanese culture is starting to be like, maybe this isn't good. Yeah. It's kind of like they're thinking about their, I mean, a lot of countries are thinking about their whole birth rate problem, but, like, Japan, because they're the meme joke about it, even though, look, I'm just going to state, Japan's birth rate is not as bad as other, Uh-oh. even other East Asian countries are way worse than them. Yeah. Like, like, South Korea and then so Taiwan, weird. like, nobody, it's so low that it's, I think it's below one there. And who knows, maybe these two things are linked on some level, who knows, but, like, it's part of their cultural soup that idol obsession to the point of, like, insanity is so much more of a thing in their world than it is in ours, which might be another reason why I like this anime, because it's it's a look into something that is unfamiliar to me, yeah. which is something like I like about isekais, older isekais, is if you're presenting something that is new... I mean, I guess on that level, there's something twisted about the fact that I, a Westerner, are sort of watching this thing about social problems in Japan that I kind of know about, but I'm not super familiar with because obviously that level of fandom obsession just doesn't happen. Like nobody, maybe in politics, in in, in political arena, people get almost that obsessive, but like idol culture just doesn't exist in America. It's just not that insane. I find it odd. I just realized I find it odd. We talked about, or we, I briefly brought up Satoshi Khan when you mentioned Paranoia Agent being in reference to the tone of this 
this show. He did Perfect Blue, which is much more oh in the tone of this God, show. Oh my God, I forgot about Perfect Blue. This is, yeah, because this show is effectively, like, if you've seen Perfect Blue, it's definitely dokey, not a one-to-one, dokey. but it touches on a lot of the same thing. And it does the same, that same trick that I really liked in Oceanoko, yeah. uh, where you get this really tense moment, and then immediately you snap into the song that she's singing. Yeah, that song. And it, 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 it goes to being incredibly jarring and then weirdly starts to comfort you back into, okay, this is the part where the show is going to go back to normal. I and that is something that Perfect Blue did a little. Yeah, Perfect Blue is, I can't believe I forgot about Perfect Blue. I yeah. think it's because my first thought when I think of Perfect Blue is that song, yeah. but interspliced with Fumo Toho Project plushies dancing around, how like somebody made it really cheerful. And people like in the comments on YouTube like, oh, this is from this anime, Perfect Blue. You should watch it with your family. It's great. Watch it with the kids. Like, no, God, no. But no, uh, this is just like a solid... I'm liking this Yeah, one. if anything, Perfect Blue is like a perfect yeah. uh, one-to-one. Yeah. Um, so if you're a big fan of Perfect Blue, you'd love yeah, this one. Yeah, if, you, if you're... Uh, I, I can't say... I wouldn't go so far as say fan, but I did enjoy it in yeah. a way. But I was I also say I'm a fan. It was, it just it was uncomfortable. I was very uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> Granted, that is Satoshi Khan's. Yeah, that's what he's what he was good at. Yeah, he because unfortunately, I believe he's no longer with us. F in the chat. Can we get but, an F in the chat, everybody? <laughs> but um, no, this yeah, this is very much. It's like it's like an anime adaptation of a Perfect Blue type story. It's similar. Um, it's not one to one. I don't know. I'm liking it. I'm liking the mystery. I'm liking the cutesy stuff. Worried it'll fall apart uh, after I'm Darling like, and the Franks. Yeah. I'm always worried something that is really good is going to choke up at the last minute. I'm liking the fact that this one just keeps punching me in the in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoy that. Um, it's very well presented. It's very pretty. Very nice. I like it. I w- I'm I'm gonna oh, give this f- one a five. A five, five. I'm this deserves a five. It a five. Solid five. I highly recommend this. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Sal, for recommending. You know, you're you made a good list. I think. Sort it of. has actually been a couple of weeks that we we've been supposed to have covered Oshinoko. Okay, well, but we um keep killed it. Oh god, we keep approaching now I remember things. Perfect Blue. Why'd you do that to me? We keep approaching like. The time to recover it, and then the show just we can't get together to record it, so we're finally doing it. But no, I, I loved Oceanoko, it's so good so far. Yeah. So far, so far, we have to always preface that now. After Darling and the Franks, <laughs> I will always have to like, so far, we're doing great. Fuck, but I, agree. Um, I liked it, but I, I think that's it for the episode. Yeah. Killed so, it. We talked about. Do you family. have anything you want to plug? Okay, so uh, now I do have something. Unlike at the beginning of the uh, the episode where I didn't have anything to shill, I now remember I do kind of have something to shill. And if I shill this, it'll encourage me to keep making these stupid videos. Do it. I have a meme TikTok that I make. Um, at comp c o m p dot noodles n o o d l e s compendium of noodles on TikTok. I make and or find ridiculous funny things i don't yet sell anything but i might as well shill that because that's what i've got um there we n- go. now i'm gonna have like his email like well my proof that it's yours as you said so on that episode like, right damn it and you're gonna be like shit you're right yeah that's all i've got to shill please follow my meme tiktok i'm 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 gunning for that 1k like uh followers i'm almost i'm almost at 100k liked videos on that God damn that thing's only like a month old too nice 
People think I'm funny for some reason. You know what, man? You gotta you gotta start looking for some sponsors. Yes, Sh Raid Shadow Legends. Please hit me up. I will do anything to sh Clash of Clans. I'll Dude, pretend I'm G Fuel. I G Fuel, come on, G Fuel. Also, sponsor Nakama, please. Uh, look forward to. I guess there'll be an episode about tabletop role playing games dude, on I'm Nakama. Down. And I'm down. We'll do that whenever, dude. Yeah, you tell me when you want to record that episode. I'm ready. So yeah, tabletop role playing games will probably be discussed by two nerds, and Sal might be there to sit in the corner maybe? and be like, "What?" He's, he's been in a couple of the campaigns okay. that I've run, so maybe he'll be like, "You fucking nerds." <laughs> All right. Well, you can follow the Nakama Podcast on Instagram at Nakama Pod. You can find us. On TikTok at Nakama Podcast. Uh, you can go to our website, nakamapod.com. Oh, right, yeah. Patreon.com slash Nakamapod. Give us money. Thank you guys for listening. Give them money. <laughs>